Hello and welcome to this episode of the Dallas Christian College Leadership Podcast, which focuses on current topics and events that are influencing and shaping our society, the world of education, and the local church. I'm your host, Scott Spees, the Director of Advancement here at DCC, and we hope you and your family are doing well and staying safe and healthy during this time of the coronavirus pandemic. Joining me is the voice of the DCC Leadership Podcast, Mr. Mark Worley, the Vice President of Institutional Advancement for the college. How are you today, Mark? I'm doing great, man. That's good. Absolutely. Glad to be here. Well, today we're going to hear from the Chair of the Psychology Department at DCC, Dr. Lindsay Neal. We're going to share a presentation that she made for Compass Christian Church back in September as part of their Compass Daily Devotion Series. Her topic is very appropriate for this month, the month of February, as she will be focused on the nature of God's love. And Mark, I think you had a little bit of an influence on Dr. Neal sharing on this topic, so I'd like for you to introduce what she's going to speak about as well as share a little bit about this unique partnership that DCC and Compass have through the Compass Academy. Yeah, Scott, I, you know, it makes me uh, smile when you talk about having a little bit of influence on what happened. Uh, actually, uh, we were doing a, a saltines program, and, and we during rehearsal week, we asked uh, Lindsay to come and share, and, and the topic was on love. Okay. And I'm telling you, she just absolutely, well, everybody's going to hear it here in a minute, but I'm telling you, it just blew us away. The students were, uh, the saltines were, uh, just couldn't wait to talk to Lindsay uh, a little bit later. Yeah. Of course, her British accent doesn't hurt, but right. That's awesome. so so uh, we asked her to uh, share in chapel and and uh, on this concept of love. In fact, she said, "You know, I'm thinking about writing a book on this oh, because wow. because of the research that she did for Saltine." So mm-hmm. she did uh, uh, shared in DCC Chapel, and then. Uh, I just thought she would do great in sharing at Compass uh, on uh, daily, mm-hmm. which is at Compass Christian Church, and we uh, she's already been involved there with uh, Compass Academy, as you mentioned, yeah. and Compass Academy is a great partnership with Dallas Christian College because uh, we provide a lot of the instruction, the online capabilities, uh, those kinds of things. Dr. Rob Maupin actually heads that up, and Lindsay is, uh, Dr. Neal is involved with that. And that's a leadership development program for high-capacity volunteers, right? Yes. It, it, yeah, and that's a great way to say it, high-capacity volunteers. And, and it's volunteers who, who knows, uh, may wind up hearing the call of God to go into uh, some type of full-time ministry. Exactly. Uh, so, and you know what? What they're doing is full-time ministry. So um, it was, man, it was something that, that I've, I've prayed about for a long time at Compass or even in the church that we have elders and deacons and and major uh, high impact volunteers, uh-huh. but they haven't they haven't had any formal training on right. leadership, and in particular church leadership. Right. Maybe they might be bosses or CEOs. I know that we had uh, one woman who was a CEO at a bank, and when she went through the leadership. Uh, year of leadership training she was just blown away that's great yeah so the first year is dealing with leadership itself and then the second year is deep biblical study and our bible department is uh, very involved in that and so the third year is kind of an internship 
year where they're doing practical ministry types of things, right. and then they graduate. And for each year they graduate, really, it's kind of a fun thing. But there's about 35, 40 who have participated in it. And, uh, yeah, it's exciting. And we're recording uh, all of the sessions. So at some point in time, maybe you know, we can pr- provide that for uh, the church at large. Exactly. Yeah. That would be great. Yeah. And this was uh, this was just a part of her leadership and a part of her emphasis, this idea of God's love. Okay. And it's certainly, I'm excited about it because I literally pushed for her to, to share this in every venue possible because she she is a clinical psychologist. I mean, you know, she understands the brain uh-huh. and how all of that operates. And, and we always think of the heart, the emotions, but she deals with this God's love and how it impacts every part of us. Good. Well, I'm anxious to hear from her. Yeah. Uh, Jesus, Jesus said in Matthew, you know, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest for your souls. Well, that Greek word for souls is psyche. And what better person to introduce this concept than somebody who deals with <laughs> the psyche. And so, yeah, I, I can't wait. We're ready to go to listen to uh, Dr. Lindsay Neal. Good morning, Compass. I'm Dr. Neil. I'm currently the director of Compass Academy, which is our leader development program here. I'm excited to be with you this morning and thank you for having me. So all week as a church family, we've been studying the subject of love with an emphasis on 1 Corinthians 13. Today, I'd like to share with you some of what I've learned and know about love, specifically the nature of God's love. So we all know that love is a many splendid thing. The Beatles are going to tell us that all we need is love. Shakespeare is going to remind us in his sonnet that love does not alter when it alteration finds. We absolutely know that God is love because the Bible tells us that. We know that love is the heart of the gospel. It's the heart of the Bible. This is a love story. We know that love is the greatest command. Jesus said all of the laws could be summed up by love God and love others. Corinthians also teaches us that our greatest, seemingly most noble deeds profit us nothing if they're not motivated by love. They may profit the receiver, the recipient, but not us. There are 25 variations of the word love in scripture and over 1,000 references to love in the Bible. Love is universal and eternal. God says it's the one thing that shall remain. And it affects all of our lives, whether in its presence or because of its absence. But what is it? What is love? So humanly speaking, love is an interpretation of a neural, electrical, chemical change in the brain. 
it's associated with very particular neurochemical and neuronal signals which we interpret as love based on our cultural and social stereotypes and experiences. For most people, their greatest, strongest encounter with love is in the form of being in love, in love with someone. In that state, there is a cocktail of chemicals that are produced by the brain. Serotonin, dopamine, norepinephrine are released, which accelerates bonding, creates a feel-good sensation and activates pleasure centers in the brain. It also, interestingly, however, shuts down other areas of the brain. When you encounter the object of your love, you are focused on them, but other areas of the brain associated with good, solid, sound decision-making and judgment and the processing of negative information are dialed down. That's why in a state of being in love, we observe people acting seemingly irrationally. So here's the thing about this. Those chemicals that are released, the brain can only sustain that for one to five to three years. And then it gives up, it gives out. It, the brain gets exhausted and can no longer sustain that output of chemicals. Once the chemicals cease, your experience of that feeling and sensation of love also ceases. That's why most monogamous relationships only last two years. That's why in our culture, we tend to be what's called serial monogamists. People that move from one relatively short-term relationship to another, essentially seeking that chemical high. When the chemical stops, people describe what they're experiencing as, I no longer love him or her, or I've fallen out of love. No one has fallen anywhere. It's simply that those chemicals has, have stopped. If people don't take time during that period to build and focus and create a love that is independent of a chemical reaction and dependent on God and a spiritual type of love, they will be left with nothing. So what is this love that is spiritual, that is supernatural, that philosophers and psychologists and neurobiologists don't understand. Well, in the Old Testament, in Hebrew, the word for, for this type of love, the type of love that is referenced in Corinthians is hesed. In the New Testament, the word is agape, and you may have heard it referred to as unconditional love. So I'm gonna take a few minutes right now to try and elaborate on what this love is in terms of its nature and characteristics because quite frankly, I would argue that aside from understanding and knowing Jesus, there isn't much else that's more important to understand than this. Hesed love is a relational concept. It only exists in relationship with another person, with a group, or within a community. It cannot exist in isolation. 
hesed love, God's love, this supernatural love, is an interpersonal command. It also exists on two planes, a vertical and a horizontal plane. This love exists vertically because it only comes from God. It does not exist aside from God. It's part of who he is. It's, part, it's an attribute of him. It's part of his being. So he bestows love vertically upon us. And then the intention is that we horizontally share that love with others. That's why the Bible says we love him because he first has said loved us. We don't have love to give unless he's first given it to us. This type of love is designed and expected to be reciprocal. I has said you. I love you with his love, you love me in return. It's also intended to be paid forward. That's why David in the book of Samuel, when he finds out that his friend Jonathan has been killed, desperately looks for someone in Jonathan's house and lineage to love, to bless, to show God's love to. In that scripture, it's hesed, because he understood that Jonathan had loved him, so there was an obligation before God in covenant to pass on that love. Another thing that we need to know about this type of love that is the foundation of our God and our belief is that it is excessive. Excessive isn't normally a word that we use in positive connotations, but when it comes to his love, God's love, It is always in excess, meaning it overrides boundaries. It exceeds boundaries. It is not in moderation. So in the New Testament, the equivalent love is agape. I want to share some things that I know about this type of love. Agape is a love that is willing It's not coerced, it's not reluctant, it willingly gives, it willingly loves. It is also something that endures and and accepts toilsome labor. That means it's willing to do the hard thing, to sacrifice. Agape love embraces truth. I want you to imagine embracing someone This type of love embraces truth. It doesn't reject truth. God's love loves truth and loves to know truth. It's also associated with action. It's not just words. It's also, it's always in deed. And just like the nature of God, the nature of this love is unchanging. It is kind, it is merciful, and it is compassionate. And I think also importantly, agape love eliminates otherness. It eliminates otherness. That means when you experience this type of love sent from God as a gift from God, you are more concerned about the interests and well-beings of others than yourself because this, your sense of self 
is eliminated by this love. That's why in the context of marriage, there is one flesh. In the context of a body of believers, there's one body or one family. Because agape love eliminates a sense of me versus you. So this is the type of love that God is talking about, that Paul's writing about in Corinthians and in another 500 places in scripture. It's the cornerstone. So what's the take home message for us today? This type of love is from God. It cannot be humanly manufactured. No matter how hard you try, no matter how hard you try to will yourself in the morning, today I will love and I love well and I love hard. You cannot do it, it is impossible. In fact, it's even disrespectful to think that you can do this. This type of love only exists in relationship with God and from God. In fact, if we are disconnected from God the Father, it is humanly impossible to operate in this type of love. So I love John, I love all of the books of John. And if you turn with me to 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 to 8, he illustrates this very well. He says, Let us love one another, for love is from God. It's agape love, is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God. This type of love identifies us as a son or daughter of God and knows God. The person who does not love God, sorry, the person who does not love does not know God because God is love. John is saying that if you know God, if you're of God, if you're part of God's family, then you will receive this type of love. But if you do not love, that is a signal, an indicator that you don't know God. This is a simple, brutal, but liberating truth. That this love identifies us as being part, as being one with God, as him being in us. Now one proviso here is that when you operate and receive this type of love and share it with others, a few things will happen. This is a supernatural spiritual love. Those that do not know and love God can't feel it, can't experience it, can't share it. This type of love will empower you to Heal the sick, raise the dead, heal the brokenhearted, set the captives free. It is a transformational love for those who receive it. But when you operate in this love, it also provokes wrath and hatred from the world. The personification of this love was Jesus Christ. And look what they did to love. Nevertheless, this is what we are called to as the church, as followers of Jesus Christ. 
So I'm going to pray a prayer for myself, and I hope there's someone watching or listening that also will pray this prayer along with me. Let's pray. In Jesus' name, I and we ask humbly and confidently to receive this Hesed love from you, Lord, so that we can be carriers and distributors of it. I want to seek you. I want to know you and be known by you. And I want others to know you through me and through this supernatural love. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the DCC Leadership Podcast. I want to encourage you to check out Dr. Neal's first podcast presentation from January 4th. She offered some great advice on overcoming stress and anxiety in the midst of a pandemic. And you can also check out other episodes of our podcast on many different platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Overcast, and Podfriend. If you'd like to learn more about Dallas Christian College and our degree programs and scholarships, you can check us out at www.dallas.edu. But until next time, stay safe and healthy and keep looking up. We're going to get through all of this together with God's help. Take care.